Greetings, welcome to another installment of Bible Talk with Muzi Tando. Alright, so you remember in the Old Testament when the, the reign of King Solomon was about to be established, you know, with his godly given wisdom and all that. So his very first case was the case of the two prostitutes and a baby. We all know that story, right? So I want us to focus on this part um, that how Solomon was able to see the correct mother the, the, the mother that actually gave birth to the baby in question was that she did not want the baby to be separated she did not want the baby to be you know split open to be cut into two to be you know from one baby and separated into you know pieces of baby and that is the bible no teaches us that that is wisdom that is wisdom and please keep that in mind for our message today keep that in mind for our message today so in solomon's wisdom the wisdom of solomon went hand in hand with love right so the woman that actually loved the baby did not want to see the baby die did not want to see the baby split into two wanted to see the baby as one right wisdom recognized love just just things that i just want you to to keep in mind you know for the rest of our message today all right so I'm trying to create the picture, uh, vividly create the picture that if they, if 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 something that is meant to be one becomes two, that is death. That is death, and the result of that death is opposite to love because love wants what is meant to be to be. Are you hearing me? Love wants oneness unity that is love and wisdom recognizes love as that a unit a complete body as that baby i am sure that mother in that story that you get in the bible would have rather sacrificed herself to be split open or to be separated into two than that to happen to her baby wisdom recognizes love all right so what i want us to talk about today are the things that the enemy because between those two prostitute um mothers i will say the one that wanted the baby to be separated was the enemy she was the one who had killed her own baby now wanted to kill this other baby she was an adverse she was an, an, an she was an uh, an adversary of this mother who loved her baby who, who had an alive baby the actual mother of the baby in question so she was the enemy so i want you to see those two mothers as good and evil as god our lord and satan and you know that today those two influences are quite prevalent you know the influence of God, of goodness, of love, of wisdom 
you know the Bible says God is love so God's presence and influence is quite present today this day and also the presence of Satan the evil one and now the two things that the very same uh, like the, the, the prostitute mothers of old wanted God wants the baby to be one united and Satan wants the baby to be split into two and there are a lot of things that Satan has divided for us and we have accepted and those things that have been separated into two or into different many parts and we have accepted as that they are different many parts they are killing us before we get to the crux of today's message I can make an example of sexual intercourse sex and marriage are not two different things are you hearing me they are meant to be one whole body that comes together but the enemy has separated it and that's why we see so much death and destruction especially around those two topics you can even look at your own life look at the heartache the destruction that those two things separate have caused you are you hearing me so the enemy the enemy's um mission of separating things that are meant to be one doesn't just end there so one thing in, in particular that I want to talk about today is belief and actions these are not two different things that can be had either or belief is action and action is belief those those things are not two things that is one one baby that is meant to be had as one if you separate then like the same way as that baby was dead if you separate it into two the very same way belief and action is is is, is not existent or is death is dead it's death when separated let's get to the word of god all right I like us to first read um, the book of Acts. The book of Acts. There's this wonderful story that everybody knows, and that you know probably they shared with you uh, this past Sunday in church. Uh, Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, uh, from verse 25, them, you know, going down. It's a story of Paul and Silas in prison. You know, everybody knows this. It's gets shared a lot gets shared a lot we, we all know this story so I want us to focus um, uh, right there at the end of that not, not particularly at the end but you know after the whole ordeal has happened so let me read from verse 25 to okay we'll see okay the Bible says about midnight Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prison was shaken at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose the jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had, had, had escaped but paul shouted don't harm yourself we're all here the jailer called for light rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas 
he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Alright. So, I want us to talk about the, the jailer here. So, the jailer here is in the presence of, you know, two people. It's in the presence of two godly men who were prisoners, among other prisoners. And they were worshipping, they were worshipping, you know, the worshipping God, miraculous things that, you know, were happening and this jailer was asleep. This jailer was asleep. And this jailer was asleep. And when the earth, you know, shook with the earthquake and everything, and everything so everybody's chains went loose and whatnot. And so the, 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 the jailer, you know, witnesses a miracle, witnesses power and everything. And the jailer, remember, these are prisoners, chained prisoners. Like Paul, Silas and the other prisoners, they were chained prisoners. He was the one free man here. Are you getting that? He was the one free man here. But when the power of the Lord was in their midst, he recognized that in reality, he was the one in danger. He was the one in, cap in, in captivity, if I may say. He was the one under the sword, other than the, the, the actual prisoners. So then he tried to, you know, end himself because afraid of the punishment that was going to come to him. You know, how he had failed his job or duty as a jailer because he was asleep while he was instead of, you know, looking over the prisoners and whatnot. And I want us to notice this. He recognizes himself as the one in trouble in the presence of actual prisoners. And then goes to them and asks them, says, How can, what, what, what must I do to be saved? Recognize that salvation is on their side, the prisoners, not on his side, the one who is supposedly free. What I want us to actually look at is the answer that Paul gives this man. So when they reply, Paul and Silas, they say to him, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. This is the crux of the matter. Believe in the Lord Jesus. Remember when I said that belief and action, I, they are one. They are never meant to be separate. If they are separate, then that is death. They, they should not be separate. So when Paul said to this man, believe in the Lord Jesus. In the word believe, there wasn't just some, you know, uh, abstract idea, abstract emotion, abstract, you know, uh, belief in your mind. You holding your hands close to your chest and then saying, I believe. No, 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 no. But in this belief in the Lord Jesus Christ, the belief, it had within its, within itself actions. So when Paul said believe, Paul meant repent. Paul meant change. Paul meant do the good works. Paul meant sacrifice. Paul meant love. Paul, Paul meant give. Paul had you know, a, a, a sleuth of action intertwined with this one word, believe. 
Belief is not meant to be heard outside of actions, and there are no actions, hallelujah, there are no good actions without belief. They are meant to be heard as one. The baby is alive if the baby is one. Legs, uh, the, the, the legs and the torso separate, that is a dead baby, a useless baby. But an alive baby is one. Hallelujah. And the one that is in love, the one that lives in love, hallelujah, the Bible says, he who lives in love lives in God and God also in them. So as a Christian, if truly you are in love, if truly you are in God, you will know that belief and action are, never, are not meant to be separate. You would know that sex and marriage are not meant to be separate. All this thing that the enemy is trying to separate, you will know. Through wisdom, you will recognize love and you will recognize life. Hallelujah. So Paul said to the jailer, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. You holding your hands close to your chest and saying, I believe that will not save you or your household. Let's go to Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10. Speaking on salvation. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10. It reads like this. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Let me read that again. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your hearts that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So now here the Bible gives us another qualification of salvation. So to be saved, I must declare with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Alright. And I must believe in my, in my heart that God raised him from the dead and I will be saved. Here's again, believe. This is not an abstract idea, you know, of I believe, I believe, I believe with no action. No, 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 it's not. Believe in your heart. That God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Believing in the power of God, of the raising power of God, out to, hallelujah, out to probe you to action. Your life ought not to be the same. The way you walk ought not to be the same. A person that believes that Jesus is Lord, a person that believes in the power of God, does not walk the same way as a person who does not believe in the power of God. Hallelujah. A person who believes in the power of God does not tremble at the things that the rest tremble at. Hallelujah. There's a song that has that, that have these lyrics that I like. It says that take the path that the weak ones demonize. Hallelujah. A person who believes in the power of the a person who believes in the in the dead raising power of God. Lives differently, hallelujah, than the one who does not. So the word belief here is not to be had separate from actions. Verse 10, I love this. For it is with your hearts that you believe. How do I believe? It is with your hearts that you believe and you are justified. 
and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Hallelujah. Our justification comes from believing in our hearts. Right. And the Bible says, from the abundance of the hearts, the mouth speaks. Right. So truly believing in your heart, that will probe action, your mouth to speak and profess your faith and then you are saved. So what lives inside? Your heart is like, I like to say that your heart is like the angel of the rest of your body, the rest of your life. What you believe in your heart, what lives in your heart, is what is conducting the rest of your life. Uh, the Bible in the book of Proverbs, the 4 verse 23 says, Above all, guard your heart, because the affairs of life flows from it. Your heart is very important. Believing in Christ in your heart the affairs of your life flows guided, conducted by Christ Jesus. When your mouth professes that Jesus is Lord, it professes the truth that is in the heart that Jesus is, that Jesus is Lord. Meaning your life, your actions, everything that you do. Your every aspect of your life is governed by what is in your heart. So if in your heart truly Christ lives, meaning every action you take will be in support of that. Every action, every move, every decision that you make will be saying that Jesus is Lord. Belief is not to be had without actions. If you say, I believe that Jesus is Lord, meaning the next day you wake up each and everything that you ought to do, the actions that you take, the decisions that you make, ought to say that Jesus is Lord. I hope I'm making sense. You cannot have belief by itself and then actions by themselves. That is death. What am I talking about here? I am talking about the Christians that say they believe, but their lives profess unbelief. Actually, they profess hate towards God. You cannot live an ungodly life and say you are, and say you are a woman or a man of God. You are deceiving yourself. Another scripture. John chapter 3 verse... Uh, let me see. John chapter 3 verse... John chapter 3, verse 16, 17, 18. Yeah, let's read that. For so God loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. For whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Here it comes again, belief. So those who believe in him shall not perish and have eternal life. So does it mean that the, 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 this... Uh, 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 this... This the multitudes of Christians that, that fill our churches every Sunday and then leave those very services and go slip around and go murder and go do all the horrible things that they do and come back again the next Sundays because they can hold their hands close to their chest and raise their hand when Sister Gloria sings 
Are they the ones that shall not perish and have eternal life? Yes, because by grace and whatnot. Uh, 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 Don't defend filth. Alright, listen. Verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Wonderful. God is good. Verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Get that. Whoever believes in Jesus Christ is not condemned. And I said, belief is not to be had without action. Meaning those who believe in Christ, their actions, their lives, they change. There is no condemnation for them. There is no sin that can be pointed at them because they believe in him. If Christ says, hallelujah, seek first the kingdom of God and all else shall be added unto you. And if I believe that and believe together with actions, there is no way I can then go out and steal. Because me going out there to steal is a contradiction of what I believe, right? As I said, belief cannot be had without action. So if I believe that, um, seek first the kingdom of God and all else will be added unto me, Matthew 6.33, then automatically, if I believe that with belief together with actions, I will never steal. I will never try to, to you know, to, 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 to do things that, um, uh, 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 immoral to do things that are unbiblical, ungodly, just so, just so that I can eat. You know, I wanted a Christian that told me that you know what I have to sell my body because if I do not, if I do not sell my body, what will I eat? What will my children eat? If you believe, if you believe, your actions ought to be together with that belief. They are not to be meant. They are not meant to be had separate once the baby is separate that is a bad that, that is a dead baby that is a useless baby i'm saying that your belief if it is not together one with your actions your faith your your your, your whatever it is your belief is dead there is no faith without actions they are meant to be one, head together. The baby is meant to be one. It's an alive baby. And the baby can grow and, you know, be a blessing and whatnot. But a baby that has been separated into two, that is a dead baby, a useless, de a useless baby. Meant to be buried. Same as your faith or your belief, it is, if, if it is like that. You cannot say on one hand, I believe. And on the other hand, you, with your actions, show, you know, Doubt and unbelief. Depression is one of the biggest signs of unbelief. Cast your cares and worries unto the Lord. Oh yes, so I believe you can even cry and do whatever. But what will be testament to that you truly believe is your actions. Your actions cannot be separate to your belief. They are one. Do not allow the enemy, do not allow Satan to convince you otherwise. You cannot believe and do different things and, and, and you know, those things be different and have them like that. No, you are deceived if you think like that. Alright, let's continue reading. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already. Whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name 
of God's one and only Son. I am not teaching on this because I have never been a victim of unbelief. I have I have lived as a Christian saying that I believe why I did not believe. I remember being so convicted, so condemned by my own imperfections. I, 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 my, if I made a mistake, I would feel so bad, I would feel so dead, so filthy that I'm deserving of hell. I'm deserving of hell. And the reason was because I was not believing in, in, in God's one and only Son. I believed in my own works, in my own actions, and whatnot. I believed that I was accepted in the kingdom of God because of my own actions. Right? And there was unbelief. And I stood condemned already. I was condemned by my own sins. I was condemned by my own actions. I stood condemned already. Why? Because I did not believe. And once truly my belief, I truly believed in Christ. Fully, completely. My lives, my, my life, my actions. My life, my actions, they changed. And as I believed, I believed, I believed. By actions, my actions, my actions change. If I believe that. You know, every good and perfect gift comes from above. I know and I believe that. No pyramid scheme, no false teacher, false preacher can ever promise me anything. And I'll fall for. Why? Because I believe where every good and perfect gift comes from. You know, I'm an unmarried man. And one of the scriptures that God told me is that, you know, um, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. You know, they find favor with God. It's a wonderful scripture. And, you know, there's a lot of scriptures that God told me about, you know, that particular topic. And in that truth and believing in his scripture, in his word, there is no halot out of hell that can deceive me otherwise. My beliefs ought to be together with my action if I believe the word of God then my action ought to be in the word of God that's how to I that's what everything that's how that's where I should be based and everything else does not affect me and everything from the enemy that is meant to harm me I am saved from it I am saved I am saved, saved, saved because I believe and my actions are together with my belief therefore I am saved. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. It is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Salvation comes from belief. Believe that Jesus is Lord and that belief is not an abstract, um, intangible thing that only you can know. It is evident through actions. What a person believes is evident through actions. God is good. But whoever doesn't believe stands condemned already. Because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. 
you suffering from all the depression and misery and whatnot that you're suffering from it's because you don't believe there are people who stay awake at night cannot sleep strategizing what they'll be doing what they'll be doing the next day that unbelief especially if you are up at night about something that God has promises for you in the scripture that is unbelief that is unbelief your actions and your belief are not to be two you can't say I believe and then your actions prove the contrary so it's decided I'm gonna continue teaching on this I'm gonna continue teaching on this it's going to be a reconciliation series I'll be helping you reconcile the things that the enemy has separated in your life I made an example of sex and marriage the, the thoughts that, that those can be had separate there's a reason for all this orphans left out there all this you know uh, fatherless children while their fathers are actually still alive all this spread of diseases all these heartaches all this all the pain that is in the world all this filth all you you see our world how it is all these broken marriages all this unfulfilled promises all these things all these broken dreams because the enemy has convinced you that it is better when when life is separate when it can be had bit by bit there is no such thing a baby is alive only if the baby is one a baby that is two is baby is a, is a baby that is dead belief and actions cannot be had separate your actions out to be hallelujah your actions out to be you know a testifying or, or, or professing your beliefs the words that you speak the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 10 profess with your mouth your mouth out to profess the truth that is in the heart of your beliefs your mouth your action the words you speaks the path you walk the things you do they're out to say exactly what you believe in you then you doing something on that is contrary and then going to church on Sunday you are not just confusing those who look at you but you are confused and deceived yourself hallelujah actions and belief are not to be had separate you act what you believe and that's it we will continue on the series by the power of God by the mercy of God and by his grace and by him allowing in your life he will reconcile these things back together.
so that you can have them the way they were meant to be. There are joys that can never be had if this thing that this thing that the enemy has separated um, are had separately. If you have a baby that is just hands and a head and without you know legs and toes and whatnot cut open, the baby is dead. And you might say, I have the hands, I have the head, I have the eyes. Those eyes do not function. And the very same way is how we see people rushing after things like trying to find life in intercourse, trying to find this this special thing in, in just doing things their own way. And they will never get it. Because the baby is only alive if the baby is together. And we can try to put it back together ourselves and then try to revive it. No. Only God gives life. That's why we see many worldly marriages fail. And maybe they'll say, okay, why, why, why? Because the baby is together now. Only God gives life. You can't kill a baby and then try to stitch it back together and expect it to live. Except only through God. It's the only way. He's the only author of life. I'm not saying that you, you, you know, it's over for you. Because you have separated, you have, you've, you have fallen for the lie of the enemy. And you've had the baby separated. That's the whole point of this message in this series as I continue on. Reconciliation through the power of God. Remember if you believe. Hallelujah. That God raised Christ from the dead. You will be saved. Believe in the power of God. God can reconcile those two dead pieces of the baby in your life. And make them one whole again. And make the baby alive. And you experience joy in your life like you've never had before. Have faith in the Lord. Have faith in the power of God. Believe. And have your actions testify to those beliefs that you have. We'll continue to reconcile things that the enemy has separated. For now we are reconciling belief and actions. Maybe next time we'll talk about the reconciliation of spirit, soul, and body. God bless you.